Thousands protest in China after news that the government might limit language use in schools. Bilingualism might be good for your brain. And think you, I am no stronger than my tongue? Shakespeare in a language you might never have considered. I'm Daniel from Alta Language Services. We'll look at those stories and more on this week's installment of the Language News Report. Tibetan students organized this week after rumors circulated that the Chinese government would limit the use of Tibetan in schools. The BBC reports that between 1,000 and 7,000 students attended peaceful protests in Tongren, in China's Qinghai province. The purported changes to education policy will switch most Tibetan language textbooks to Mandarin Chinese, even in provinces such as Qinghai where Tibetan is an official language. The BBC reports that protesters call the decision unconstitutional. Believe it or not, English may be in the process of becoming Europe's new lingua franca. The Telegraph reports that two-thirds of people in Europe may be able to speak English, and even more study the language in schools. After examining a recently published report by the European Union statistics body Eurostat, The Telegraph confirms that English is the first and most studied foreign language in secondary schools in every country in Europe, not counting Britain and Ireland, of course. The Eurostat reports show that 66% of Europeans want to speak English, 20% want to speak German, and 12% of people want to be French speakers. Take Georgia, for example. Another report by the Telegraph shows the president of Georgia declaring to citizens that all school children will soon become bilingual in English. President Mikhail Saakashvili said, quote, Over the next four years, all school children will become English-speaking. This means that English will be the language they know best after their mother tongue Georgian. Nothing like this has been done in any of the post-Soviet countries, end quote. According to the Telegraph, the changes will not only take place in the education system, But Georgian TV will also be affected, beginning to broadcast more English-language films. Increased bilingualism in Europe might not be such a bad idea, if this medical study proves to be true anyway. The Wall Street Journal reported on a study published by York University in 2007 that found that the lifelong use of two languages can help delay the onset of dementia symptoms by four years. Researchers determined that the mean age of onset of dementia symptoms in their monolingual study group was 71.4 years, while the bilingual group they were studying was 75.5 years. This difference remained even after considering the possible effect of cultural differences, immigration, formal education, employment, and even gender as influencers in their results. A co-investigator on the research says the data shows a huge protective effect even though the results are still preliminary findings, and that they're nevertheless in line with a number of other recent findings about lifestyle effects on dementia. A new study on Japanese and French infants by researchers at the Riken Brain Science Institute has provided first-ever clues on the development of mechanisms governing how people perceive the words of a foreign language. The findings show that by only 14 months old, Japanese infants are unable to distinguish between words with sound sequences foreign to the Japanese ear. This suggests that they've already tuned their perception to how sounds are sequenced in their native language, before even learning its words or grammar. 
The researchers say the question of how infants learn to perceive and segment speech is central to our understanding of the origins and development of language. Other studies have shown that young infants can already distinguish patterns common to their language from those that are not, but it's not clear how this capacity relates to the highly tuned perception of speech known to occur in adults. You just heard an excerpt from the Codex Hammurabi, an ancient law code dating from 1790 BC. And that's something you haven't been able to do for, well, at least the last 2,000 years. The Daily Mail reports on the work of a group of researchers at Cambridge University who have posted readings in the ancient Babylonian language online. Babylonian died out around 2,000 years ago, but it was once one of the major languages of ancient Mesopotamia. Using ancient tablets, poems, and laws, researchers at Cambridge have recorded and collected Babylonian readings, now available to listen to for free online. You can find them at speechisfire.com. In other ancient language news, archaeologists claim to have found an unknown language scribbled on the back of a letter. The Telegraph reports that buried under the rubble of a church complex near Trujillo, Peru, about 347 miles north of Lima, a group of scientists discovered what may have been a letter written in an indigenous language dating back before the 17th century. Jeffrey Quilter, an archaeologist at Harvard's Peabody Museum of Archaeology and Ethnology, said, quote, We discovered a language no one has seen or heard since the 16th or 17th century. End quote. He said the language might have been influenced by Quechua, an ancient language still spoken by millions of people across the Andes. Quilter said the language could even be the written version of Pescadora, spoken by fishermen on Peru's northern coast and referred to by colonial-era Spaniards in historical writings. From Lost and Found to Never Lost but Just Found, Beyond Words reported on the recent announcement regarding the discovery of a previously unknown language. During a 2008 National Geographic expedition in India's remote Arunachai Pradesh region in the Himalayas, two researchers discovered an unrecorded language they identified as Koro, the language only has an estimated 800 speakers, and the fear is that it will, like over half of the almost 7,000 spoken languages in the world, disappear over the course of the 21st century. Since most children who leave the villages where Koro is spoken learn Hindi, linguists speculate that within generations Koro will be replaced by Hindi, and that it will eventually die off completely. In terms of classification, Koro belongs to the Tibeto-Burman language family, a subset of the Sino-Tibetan language family. Comprised of over 350 distinct languages spoken in various Central, East, South, and Southeast Asian countries, Burmese in the various Tibetan languages have the most speakers, almost 40 million to be exact. Koro itself has no written form, and the only recordings of the language are those catalogued by the researchers in 2008. The researchers hope to compile an online dictionary of the language soon. If you don't know how to say, 
Romeo, wherefore art thou Romeo, in Bengali. You can grab a ticket to see the People's Romeo in Farron's Way, England, at the Whole Truck Theatre to find out how. The Whole Daily Mail reports that a London-based theatre company has put a Bangladeshi spin on Shakespeare's classic Romeo and Juliet. The People's Romeo mixes Shakespeare's words with Bengali poetry and the theatrical traditions of Bangladesh. The show's director, Makul Ahmed, said that the show integrates traditional storytelling techniques, such as polygon, a mix of song, dance, and plot. He also says that Bengali is spoken and sung during the production, but that it should remain accessible for English speakers. You've been listening to the Beyond Words Language News Report. This podcast is a production of Alta Language Services. Alta has 30 years of experience providing professional translation services, language testing, and language training to government agencies, corporations, and nonprofit organizations worldwide. For more information, you can visit our website at altalang.com. That's A L T A L A N G.com. Thanks for listening and join us next time.